Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, Ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and encouragement. And thanks to our podcasting partner, Polestring Press, for this great studio, and to Patrick, my co-host. Welcome, Patrick. Hi, Mark. Nice to see you. And today's guest is Ed Maliski, who is the president at Cure Pharmaceutical. Hi, Ed. How are you? I'm well. Thank you very much for the opportunity to talk. i am uh, really been looking forward to this conversation, and uh, we had a chance to talk on the phone, and I, I like to just have just a brief conversation and kind of sure. save it for this. Um, tell, why don't you tell us, you're, so you're based in uh, Ventura, Oxnard? Oxnard, In correct. Oxnard, great. And tell us what Cure does. Cure Pharmaceutical is a pharmaceutical company by the name, uh, but we're focused more on drug delivery. And our primary objective is to make it so that people can more easily take their medicines. There's, that's a, a big problem is getting people to actually take the medicines that they need. And uh, so we've been working on uh, delivery systems, and, and our primary one at this particular point in time is a thing called oral thin films. Oral uh, thin films. Correct. Okay. And uh, the, uh, or OTF is usually our, our uh, abbreviation. Uh, I think most people know them uh, for reasons other than pharmaceuticals. Uh, the Listerine breath strips oh, that sure. were out sure. I've seen those. are examples of uh, uh, oral thin films. Only difference is we're actually putting medicine on them. Now, how long have you been doing this? Well, uh, Cure Pharmaceutical uh, has been in business for about seven years, but we... Uh, merge with another organization or actually did an acquisition of a, an organization in Oxnard that made oral thin films uh, in 2011. And so uh, we've been working primarily on, on building a manufacturing facility and getting it approved for, by the FDA, et cetera, and, and all that good stuff that you have to put into place before you can uh, start making product and, and selling it. I, I'm sure that uh, our listener uh, it, it is not aware of all the interesting kinds of businesses that are in the 805. There's the obvious, I mean, there's tourism and there's ag and there's, you know, the biotech and, and those things. But manufacturing is the thing that contributes to um, the economy here in a very significant way. Tell us a little bit about why why Oxnard? Why why is the business located here? Well, of course, uh, it, part of it is that uh, we've all chosen to live in. Okay, the, that's that's the number one reason. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of course, in the area. And and I, uh, for anybody who doesn't live here, I I'm glad because we have enough people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the other hand, for those of us who do live here, I don't think I need to explain why we want to live here. I mean, where are you going to have uh, a lifestyle like we get to enjoy on a daily basis? Most people are happy to have uh, that for two weeks of vacation, and, and we do it every day. Uh, so um, it's, a, it's a wonderful place. Oxnard uh, is... It was really kind of funny. I, I guess I hadn't, when uh, we started out, I was thinking more Thousand Oaks, Woodland Hills, or, or down right. uh, in that direction. But Oxnard is actually a, a fascinating place to uh, to conduct business. They, they are very uh, business-friendly, uh, and uh, they seem very ready to uh, work with you to uh, help you get your business in place and and stuff you know is that the city level mm -hmm. yes and uh so uh you know it just turned out to be a, a great place uh the the prices for uh real estate you know we uh, uh rent a building uh 
a fairly substantial building. And uh, if we had done that on the other end of uh, uh, the... Just uh, outside the 805, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would have been probably two, three times what we're paying. I'm I'm fascinated with the, the, the whole concept of the business. And I'm really interested in manufacturing because I like to make things. <laughs> uh, so tell me what's... You know, it, it's got to be, it's pharmaceutical grade, of course, so yes. there's that part of it. What are some of the things about manufacturing process that you can talk about that are that are unexpected? Well, uh, I, I, maybe I, I, the thing that makes sense is just to go back and talk about why we're in the manufacturing business. Uh, these oral thin films are actually kind of a new concept, even though they've been around probably for 15 or, or 20 years, uh, the it still is a relatively new concept. And the idea of putting uh, medicines mm -hmm. on these same films is also a fairly uh, new, a, a much more new concept probably the last 10 years. Uh, and uh, so what we really like to do and what we're really good at is uh, te technology development. And uh, so a lot of our energy goes into uh, figuring out how to do things. Uh, and our original vision was to outsource the manufacturing. Oh, okay. Uh, but it really turned out to be not a good decision uh, for us, uh, primarily because uh, our technology is relatively unique, I guess is a, a good word to, to use. Uh, and as a result, uh, it was difficult to find someone who could actually make it our way. And we were a bit uncomfortable with taking our IP, uh, especially the trade secret parts of sure, our IP, sure. and exposing it to uh, someplace, somebody in uh, Nevada or someplace, you know what I mean? So it, it just uh, made sense if we were going to get in. The people who tried to make our product never made it right, uh, and so we bought the bullet and uh, we we built our own facility. Um, and it really it it turns out that these uh, oral films, uh, if you come to our manufacturing site, and I do invite you to visit, would love to. Uh, you can see that. Uh, both our lab and our manufacturing looks a bit like uh, um, uh, food processing. Uh, well, it is. It is, in one sense, it is food. Exactly, right? and uh, so it's similar to that. And unlike uh, pills or uh, you know tablets or capsules, uh, the footprint, the manufacturing footprint, is relatively small for uh, these oral films, um, you know, and it's it's one of those things where uh, I, I usually make the analogy uh, to the manufacturing uh, and designing uh, the products is uh, very much like being, uh, uh, getting Wolfgang Puck's uh, uh, cookbook, and, you know, y you can get his cookbook, you can get his recipes, but when you cook it, it still is a little bit different than sure. than what he can do and uh uh i think that you know a lot of what we have is more art than uh it is uh, uh simple commercialization and so um it, it's fun to watch it as a matter of fact uh, all of the all of us in the lab uh we wear uh, chef's hats. <laughs> <laughs> Ed, I can I that. can I ask you some real basic questions? Sure. Because that are just kind of sitting over here tickling okay. my brain. Um, so, what kind of medicine? What medicines are being are you primarily using uh, with the with the strips? Well, uh, the films. Okay, thank you. Uh, the uh, we do several different things. So, uh, we started out uh, doing what's now referred to as nutraceuticals, uh, so things like uh, uh, vitamin uh, mm. strips. Uh, uh, we have strips that are energy strips, uh, in other words, caffeine-based sure. uh, strips, <laughs> uh, uh, sleep strips, uh, oh. 
uh, that uh, sleep strips. Yes. So kind of standard over the counter type. Yes. Uh, I, and I, I should mention that uh, we are not in the business of uh, developing new drugs. We we take You're a existing, delivery mechanism. Yeah, we take existing. Uh, generic drugs, mm. and just uh, offer a, a new way uh, of delivering those. So uh, we got those types of products, uh, 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 nicotine uh, strips. What about uh, like pain relievers like aspirins and stuff like that? Uh, excellent question. Uh, one of our newest uh, products that uh, is just about to be released uh, is a 81 milligram uh, aspirin strip. Okay. So so for me my my history is to you know take two of these tablets. Um what's the what's the correlation is that just is it one one film then per person or per dose? As much as possible we try to mimic actually uh what's currently available in uh tablet form. Um and uh, so if you're familiar with 81 milligram tablets, you'd use an 81 milligram strip. If you're a 325 person, uh, we'll make you a 325 product. Uh, so it it really, um, we tried to do that because we tried to not make it more confu- confusing for uh, the end user. And then my last nuts and bolts question, mm-hmm. what's the uh, what's the cost to consumer comparison? Like how much do these cost versus like uh, our, our typical uh, tablets? Well, it, in general, um, our pricing is similar to name brand products. Okay, so uh, if you get uh, super cheap products that are made uh, outside of our country, uh, and so you're not uh, competing. It's not a generic thing. It's it's more premium. It, it is more of a, a closer to a premium price on some things, but uh, it, it's an investment actually. When you come out, come down to it, first of all, uh, one of the real main advantages of these uh, oral films is that it's people don't realize how many folks out there are having trouble swallowing pills. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, it, it I, really, huh. it, there was a survey done a, a few years back, and if I remember the numbers rightly, and that's a big if, uh, but it was something like 40% of the people that were interviewed, and it was uh, several thousand people that were interviewed, uh, uh, said that they had trouble swallowing uh, pills and capsules, and 25% said they absolutely just could not. So they don't take their medicines. Right. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and what about, I mean, I've heard uh, in the past a lot about stomach lining and that digestive, um, that, that that medication sometimes can be very hard on an empty stomach, and so you're having to eat with it or stuff like that. And that is that is that something that, like, the oral films are, are bypassing or allowing? <laughs> it, it, there are occasions where uh, we can do that. Uh, we have not... Uh, May I call them strips? Will that sure? I mean, that's <laughs> okay. I I wanted to use the proper <laughs> term, whatever yeah, works right. for you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, we call them uh, strips. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it, it's just really nice. They're all thin films when we're charging people money. But, oh, I uh, see. <laughs> but but when in we're the talking shop, to, yeah, yeah. When we're talking to humans. Uh, uh, otherwise, it, they're strips. Yeah. Um, the uh, the strips are ideal for alternative forms of. Uh, drug absorption too, not yeah. only delivery of the product in terms of the physical characteristics, but the delivery in terms of the nature. So, uh, one of the things that, one of the ways that uh, drugs can be delivered is ac- across uh, the trans uh, delivery uh, across the mucosal membranes, the uh, transmucosal delivery. Uh, which is just a big word of saying that it's absorbed directly through the the cheek or under the tongue. People are used to have heard of sublingual delivery, for example, or in the cheek, which is buccal delivery. So, uh, Ed, let me interrupt you for just a sure. second. There's a game we play on 805 <laughs> Conversations called okay. Buzzword Bingo, and <laughs> yeah. I and I think our listener is going to fill up their cards. So I'm going to we'll <laughs> we'll hit the pause button on that, but. 
what I what I heard there was, and I've heard this before, is like you put a tablet underneath your tongue yes. because it gets absorbed quicker. So yes. you're playing off of that. Right. And... Uh, Yes, I, I apologize. I, no, no, please I, don't apologize. We love, we love I, lingo. Yeah, we love exactly. Lingo. That's why yeah, we no, celebrate no, I, it. I, I try not to uh, well, that's fine. Uh, be a scientist all the time. <laughs> uh, but uh, so this idea of being able to absorb uh, drugs through the uh, inside of, of the mouth is a very fascinating uh, uh, type of, of drug delivery. It's we usually refer to it as buckle delivery. That's when you stick it in your cheek. Uh, if you put it under the tongue, it's called sublingual. But uh, essentially, it's being absorbed uh, directly into the bloodstream that way, and it bypasses the stomach and the intestines. And most importantly, it bypasses uh, the liver on initially. Oh. So, so oh, things yeah. that are absorbed through your, your stomach and, and through your gut uh, the first thing it does is it goes to the liver, and the liver kind of filters and makes sure it's sure. going to be okay. Huh. Well, most drugs are broken down in the liver. Uh, that's how. That's why drugs don't last forever. Uh, that once they're in the bloodstream, it, it's it's the liver in many, if not all cases, not all, definitely not all, but many cases, where the uh, uh, the drug is broken down, metabolized is the so the effectiveness the is is greatly improved this way. Right. Uh, so you get uh, because it's directly in the bloodstream, you get uh, it acts faster, and uh, and there's more availability of it. And so in terms of uh, we were talking about this uh, 81 milligram uh, strip. Uh, uh, and we have some studies that we've done so far. They're not complete yet, but uh, which indicates that we may actually be uh, uh, delivering, uh, have the capability of delivering uh, through the buccal mucosa uh, inside the mouth. Sorry. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fine. You, well, you've got to pass for 45 <laughs> minutes. So, so what is the, so we were talking about manufacturing, so I'm, I'm going to assume sure. that there's, there's a lot of challenge with liquids and this, and a material that actually dissolves in liquids. So, you're at, so there's a challenge right there because it's got to dissolve. What is the, without you know revealing trade secrets, because <laughs> um, we, we get into that a lot here as well. Sure. Um, what was that kind of that one moment you said, oh, we just, we nailed it? Uh, oh, well, there's... That, those happen. Those once in a lifetime opportunities seem to happen about weekly. Really? Uh, That's yeah. Great. It's uh, we we've been uh, blessed with uh, surrounding ourselves with some good science people who um, not only do they think outside the box. I don't think they uh, uh, believe that there is a box. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, as a result. Uh, We've been able to uh, come up with, when you think about it, the, the actual strip and the, the composition of it, uh, essentially what you're doing is you're building uh, a polymer matrix, uh, you know, so it's, it's kind of like a web that you're making, okay. uh, uh, and, it, and then you're capturing uh, your active ingredients inside that web, mm. uh, and and there's a lot of magic that goes on to uh, figuring out how to best capture that uh, inside the web. And then the other parts of uh, the, the magic in, involve, uh, it wouldn't be very good if, if you made it out of a plastic or something that, that doesn't dissolve. You'd put it in your mouth and there you, you cut go. yourself. <laughs> yeah, or it's sitting there for, you know, two or three days. Yeah. People wouldn't be very happy. So you you have to, not only do you have to figure out how you're going to uh, capture the active ingredient inside your web, uh, you also have to figure out how you're going to have the web fall apart inside your mouth, but mm. not fall apart in the package. Uh, in the package. Yeah. Uh, Is humidity a problem? Uh, it can be. It can be. Uh, we, we've 
design lots of different ways to mm -hmm. to get around uh, some of these, and that that's probably the aha moments uh, where some of the uh, inventions and and some of them uh, are are patented now or in the process of going through the patent pro you know going through the patent process, which takes a little bit of time. Um, Is that fun for you to do the patent process? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Uh, it's uh, it's painful. Uh, I, I say reading a patent is almost as exciting as reading a telephone book. Yeah. Uh, What's a telephone book? <laughs> <laughs> it's an old thing. Us old people know about okay. it. <laughs> okay. Let's. Um, we were talking about the benefits. One of them, you said, was is it it's easier for the person who can't take a pill. This yes. gives them a way to get their medicine. Uh, that it's more effective. Right. This actually, it doesn't. Uh, the liver doesn't pre-process, doesn't metabolize, or um, is that the right word? Yeah, yeah. You said um, that uh, it actually is. It's actually more effective. So potentially, maybe I don't have to take as much medicine. Maybe they've designed medicines knowing that by the time it actually gets into the area it's supposed to work on, the twenty-two percent effectiveness is there so you've mm -hmm. solved that problem is there another is there i like things in three is there a, <laughs> a, th a third major oh, reason for this uh there's there's more than three that's for sure uh certainly uh and and you are correct in the points that you brought up uh besides the things that we that we have already mentioned one of the things that's really interesting in terms of uh strip technology is that these strips can be used for what's called tailored dosing. And mm. that really means... Mm. So if you think about uh, the way pills are made right now, it's kind of a one-size-fits-all sure. type of a situation. You're talking about pill cutting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so and if, you try to, if you've ever had to uh, uh, cut a tablet, yeah. uh, but capsules, obviously, you can't. It's no anything, fun right? at all, and you're not being accurate. Well, There's I'm no thinking of my 95-year-old no, grandmother yeah. who can't do it. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, you know, so uh, in the strips, it's really hard to uh, cut them in half. You pick them up and you rip them. You know, yeah, so, right. <laughs> hey, you know, you don't need any tools. You don't need much of anything. You know, you can. So um, from a physician's point of view, you can really start to tailor uh, dosing. dosing and yeah. even with tablets, even if you are up to cutting them, anything other than cutting them in half uh, is virtually impossible. Sure. So, so you're really limited uh, to the the number of uh, pieces that you can can create. So, uh, I like to say that the strips are kind of kind of a combination of the best of uh, liquid medications and the best of solid medications. Mm. Uh, it has a lot of a lot of the properties of a strip. Uh, they act very much like they're a liquid, and and liquid is the f usually the fastest uh, form of delivery of drugs. But then you're talking about a, an eyedropper, a, like your dosing oh, system. Oh, I, is not I didn't great. say it was easier. I right. Was, yeah. <laughs> right. Now, that, the medicine that, gets in faster. That's all. Yeah. So how does that compare to intravenous, which you know they'll give you a shot that acts immediately? It feels like does this. Is this the next best thing, <laughs> or is it better? Uh, it could be very interesting, uh, especially, uh, you know, I think that next to uh, people swallowing uh, tablets, I think people don't like the idea oh, of fear of needles. Yeah, sticking a piece of metal into y your body is probably not uh, something that people look forward to. Uh, well, then the expensive person who's putting the needle in your body. Yes, and I, I think that that's really the key. Um, and uh, we're we're actually looking at uh, substituting uh, our methodology for some existing uh, forms of delivery that are currently uh, needle-based uh, injection uh, medications. Uh, and uh, this would make a, a huge difference, especially when you get outside the uh, populous parts of the uh, commercialized world. Well, that's a nice segue, because as I was looking into what you do, there's, I don't know if this is a specific focus or it's more of a corporate social responsibility, but it feels like you've 
um, you're really looking at third world countries and delivery of medicine to them uh, as a, a big part of what you do. So that seems like a great segue. Why don't you tell us about that? Oh, thank you. That, that's You have now played to my passion. <laughs> uh, so one of the things that really brought me out of retirement, if you will, uh, I was uh, was uh, a mission trip that we were on in mm. uh, in the west, uh, yeah, the eastern part of Africa. Uh, it was uh, primarily in uh, Kenya and ten- Tanzania and uh, Zambia and that that part of uh, uh, of Africa, and uh, we were watching what was going on there, and we were. Uh, you know, watching the people. We were there working in uh, some of the clinics. And uh, actually what CURE was re- uh, developed from was uh, we. I was at a clinic uh, just outside of Nairobi in Kenya. Uh, and it, it wasn't even in the, the deep jungled part of the country. This was just kind of a suburb of Nairobi. It wasn't maybe 15 kilometers, 10 kilometers outside of uh, downtown. wasn't that far out. But uh, a woman brought in a, a small child. He was his two-year-old boy um, uh, with uh, severe malaria. He had, uh, I, I would imagine, uh, what's called cerebral malaria. That's when malaria gets into the brain. Mm-hmm. And, and children, that's a real problem. I, I mean, it, it's a problem... First of all, because it gets into the brain, and second, it's a problem that occurs more in children than in adults. Uh, uh, the natural barrier to uh, keeping these types of things out aren't is developed in small children. So that's why you find that uh, the, the small children are much more likely to die of malaria than mm. uh, older children. And uh, they, first of all, they have their immune system isn't ready, and their body, you know, is too easily uh, compromised and uh, so most of the the deaths to malaria are children under the age of five so Um, there was something that you saw that yes just there was this spark of before and after moment i actually they they brought the child in he was convulsing uh which is one of the things that happens from the malaria and he died Mm. and uh you know that 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 alone was kind of a traumatic event, uh, but his mother, watching the mother mm. suffer, mm. was uh, unbelievable. Mm. And said, "Well, we got to do something about this." Mm. And that was really how Cure originally came into being. Um, and uh, we have uh, within Cure, we we've spun off a sister company called Oak Therapeutics, and Oak's only mission is uh working in uh, in the third world countries or more politically correct i guess now is the developing nations oh is that what we say yes that's yes. correct developing oh. nations wow developing nations well that, it gives them a better chance that's what we're hoping is that it yeah. gives them better chance than than classing them in a place that they have to you know fight yeah. out of yeah and i love that yeah thank you yeah and so so that's uh so how do the strips help the developing nation what as opposed to the pills is it was is that my fourth benefit that isn't on here? Well, besides the uh, the dosing uh, type of thing, yes. Uh, the if you go into uh, some of the nations in, inside of, on the African continent, uh, and all of my experience, I, I will say, is in sub-Saharan Africa. I. I don't know very much uh, about the northern part of Africa. I've just never been there. And to be honest with you, I've not been in South Africa either. Canada. Oh, you'd love it. They'd love you there. They would really enjoy having you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to go there. I have friends there, but yeah. I, I just have... Uh, it's Been busy trying to solve yeah, world yeah, health we're, issues. We're <laughs> working on the, the east coast and the west coast of uh, Africa seems to be... Uh, you can make your way around. Yeah, yeah. We, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, the the strips uh, are ideal for a lot of the ways in which uh, the people in Africa tend to live. Um, they're very durable. Uh, 
Mm. Uh, they mm. they they don't take up much space, um, and uh, they they can be easily administered uh, uh, to almost anybody. Even uh, and the other thing that's really one of the other uh, values of of strips is that you can give it to people regardless of their state of consciousness. Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah, they don't have to be conscious because they don't have to swallow. I I thought he was going to say because I don't have to take a sip of water. Right. Yeah, well, well, that's true. (laughs) That's that's true. Uh, And uh, I know a lot of people have gone around and talked about that as being uh, uh, a, a benefit and even within our organization, people talk about that as being a benefit or the lack of, of clean water uh, uh, is a, a problem, and it certainly is. But um, truthfully, uh, the Africans in general, when you give them a pill, they just swallow it. They dry swallow. Mm. Uh, it, and for small uh, tablets and capsules, that, that works fine. Uh, when you start getting into uh, bigger uh, capsules, they can't. Uh, and uh, especially when you, most uh, medicines are made for adults, not for children. Mm-hmm. And I should point out that Oak is focused primarily on uh, on children and pregnant women. So pediatrics and prenatal care uh, is our, our big thing. Uh, because it's an underserved population, and uh, the the people who have the the biggest uh, uh, challenges. Uh, so, so um, I have another. You, sure. you just opened up another thing. So I'm my background is as a Tedster uh, yeah, member yeah, of the TED organization. Um, I'm jealous. Uh, <laughs> you know, for anybody can be a Tedster. The you know, it's just you. It's a state of mind. Um, I got a chance to meet Melinda Gates a couple of years ago. Yes. Um, Any relation of, to Bill? Uh, yeah, she sleeps with him. And, uh, <laughs> the, uh, they have breakfast a lot they, together. They yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, she's, they are both very passionate about solving this problem in malaria. Yes. And they're also very passionate about family and, and population control and, and all of that. And I think that both of those things hit me. And I would think that one of the people at your organization might want to be in touch with those folks because I would think that that would be a very, very beneficial relationship. Has as, um, something you've already done or trying to do? Yes, yeah. Uh, yes, we have uh, made contact with them. We are talking to them about some of uh, the things that we're doing. Uh, it's... Can, tends to be a little bit difficult uh, because uh, it's the Gates Foundation, for example, is a very big organization, and there's a lot of layers and, and a lot of people, um, and uh, with a lot of different agendas and a lot of different uh, solutions that they feel are are good ones, and they're right. I mean, you know, so. Uh, it's sometimes hard with these larger organizations to come in and say, we've got something new and different. Um, new and different doesn't always sell as well as we would think, you know. Uh, people uh, who are already going down a path don't want to have to stop what they're doing and go in a new direction. So it, it's been hard to uh, have people look at what we're doing and uh, see it as being uh, revolutionary rather than uh, think of it as being kind of an evolutionary thing that, oh, it's just another pill way of delivering pills or another way of delivering uh, capsules or whatever. Uh, and that's not what it is. It, it is in its own right a delivery system with some of the properties that we've talked about uh, in in terms of uh, the, the tailored dosing that we talked about. We talked about the uh, idea of uh, being able to administer it to people regardless of state of consciousness. Uh, we talked to, uh, to uh, about it in terms of not requiring water uh, to take it 
uh, etc. You know, so there are a lot of really good things that you can do with strips that you just plant can't do uh, with uh, pills. Well, we'll make sure this episode uh, gets their attention. <laughs> uh, we 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 know how to do that. Okay. Um, so we'll definitely do that. Uh, another question along the same thing. The um, the guy who started TED, Richard Saul Werman, yeah. uh, he sold TED to Chris 13 years ago. Huh. Uh, it was a kind of a private cloistered kind of group. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then Chris turned it into, and his whole organization into Ideas Worth Spreading. Richard <laughs> went on to do TED Med because he said now the, the conversation shifts to um, health and wealth. And then he sold TED Med to, to uh, Jay Walker. TED Med is the cutting edge conference for uh, medicine and healthcare, and and I would think that this is a topic that should be on the TED Med stage. Have you guys approached those folks? No, uh, I hadn't. Uh, and you know, I always look at the TED organization whole thing. It's like you know, so far beyond my <laughs> you know humble little nothing me hey uh, everybody has an idea worth spreading it's well, how yeah, it, it's it, they do i believe i completely believe that whether uh they can articulate it in 18 minutes that's an, another completely different challenge but if you look at the world and if you look at every effort and everything mm -hmm. that's changed the world it was an idea oh, that started oh, and so that's what i love about 805 is yeah. there are so many guys like you who were stimulated and motivated by some event in your life and you were able to take your worldview and all of your experience and make a huge difference. Yeah, we can deliver caffeine and nicotine. Yeah, great. But if we can go and solve a huge problem in Africa and in other developing countries, and I start thinking about this, that's something to get really excited about. And to know that you're doing that here uh, in our region gives us all as a community something to be proud about. Well, thank you. If somebody wanted to help with the Oak Project, how would they get in contact with you or where would they find more information about it? Oaktherapeutics.com. Yeah. Oaktherapeutics.com. Yeah, uh, you can go on to that site. There's uh, You can send an email to info at oaktherapeutics.com uh, or, you know, go on to the website and do it from the website. Uh, we we love to have uh, people become involved in what we're doing. Uh, I, there are a couple things to, to add to what we've said because uh, since you aren't least the... Uh, the can of worms here. <laughs> you, you, That's you, my job. You, you do it well. Thanks. Uh, so uh, besides the fact that we are delivering these medicines, and the reason that uh, I became most fascinated with uh, the, uh, the whole thing of uh, strips is that with strip technology, there are certain things that really make it ideal uh, especially for the developing world. Uh, one of them is the, one of the biggest problems uh, in uh, the third world, or in the developing world. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be politically correct. It's all right. As it happens when you get old. <laughs> uh, so uh, the in the developing world is uh, counterfeiting of drugs. Hmm. Oh. We, we did uh, one of our members of... Uh, uh, Avoke uh, uh, is uh, a native of, uh, originally from uh, Nigeria, and when he was over in Nigeria, we bought, uh, went into one of the bigger pharmacies that were over there and bought every over-the-counter uh, brand of uh, malaria drugs, anti-malaria drugs that they had, and we came back and uh, did an analysis of them, and it was it was frightening. It mm. it went everything from underdosing to nothing, just sugar pills. Yeah, huh. and 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 it isn't all that entirely that it, they're evil people. Uh, some of it is that they make assumptions and they don't have the equipment to test their drugs properly, 
Uh, and so they they think they've got stuff and they don't have it. So yeah. I'm trying to be fair, you know. And so, some of <laughs> Give them, them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah. and some of them are, are just flat out counterfeits. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I it just blew my mind that someone uh, a malaria treatment right now costs about a dollar for a child. And that's a that's a permanent fix. Like you? No, no, no. no that's it, just it's, a. It's uh, it's more like a malaria in. Africa in in other countries is more like uh, the seasonal flu is here. Okay, uh, so you get it every year, and mm. people get multiple uh, episodes. Uh, unlike the the flu, for example, uh, you can actually take medicine to uh, get rid of the you know reduce the uh, time in which you uh, suffer from the malaria. So there are treatments, and that's what we one of the things that we concentrate on. Uh, it, but you know, so it's a, it's a dollar every time they get sick and, and in a typical malaria region, people will get malaria maybe three, four times a year. Mm. Um, and it's, it's debilitating. I mean, it kills their economy and, uh, uh, and the, their educational system suffers. Kids miss 30% of their, mm. their and, school year mm. because either because they're sick or because their parents are sick and they got to stay home and take care of their younger brother or sister. And it's one of the reasons they keep developing rather than develop. That's one of them. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely one of them. And, you know, and I, I, I also want to make a plug that, uh, and I'm getting off topic, but <laughs> I apologize, uh, that, um, you know, I don't want people going away feeling sorry for these people. Sure. They are the happiest people mm, I have mm, ever met mm. in my, their life. You know, mm. they, they they have a good life, and people say, well, they don't have any money. I say, yeah, but they don't have any expenses. They're not paying <laughs> rent. Uh, they don't own a car. Uh, they avoid taxes as best they can, you know. So, uh, and they can afford... Uh, I, I've never gone in any part of Africa. I've gone into... We went to a clinic that I swear, you know, it, it, the directions were drive to the end of the earth, turn right, uh, drive another 45 minutes, and you're there. Uh, it was in the middle of nowhere, and uh, it was uh, the Maasai. Uh, Are great people. Yeah, and it was a Maasai village. Oh, wow. Uh, they, they had put the clinic in, and uh, so I met this uh, guy, this nine foot. Ten wow. wow, beautiful, healthy, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, guy. cattle herders, Cat, yeah. cattle herder, you yeah. tall guy, and he had on the African garb, the the Maasai garb, but underneath it, he he was wearing a, a t-shirt uh, that said uh, Laughlin, Nevada, <laughs> <laughs> and underneath his uh, his cloth, underneath his his robe, uh, he had on a fake Rolodex. And he was—he had a, a a rope belt. On one side was his machete. On the other side was his cell phone. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were drinking Coke. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you know, it isn't that that uh, they don't have money or stuff. They don't always want to spend it for medicine. But I don't think that's any different than us. But uh, I digress. Back to what I was actually going to tell you is that not only are we working on medicine for these people, we're trying to work out uh, a system where we actually turn back the responsibility for uh, taking care of these people to the people who have the problem. So we don't have a malaria problem in the U.S., at least not at the moment. It's coming back, but at the moment we don't. Uh, They got the problem. So me solving their problem is probably not the the most kind thing to do. So part of what we're doing and part of the interest in uh, the strip technology is that it allows us uh, to share in the manufacturing uh, of the, the, the product. So we can actually make these uh, th- uh, strips on these bulk rolls that look a, a lot like newspaper rolls hmm. uh, with tens of thousands of uh, uh, strips per uh, one of these rolls. We can then ship that to them. They can do the cutting and packaging in country. So they're getting high-quality, uh, U.S.-made, FDA-approved products 
uh, and, the, and the safety associated with that. But they still become responsible for the, uh, the ownership of the uh, finishing and the distribution and sales uh, of the product. And so we're trying to create jobs through partnerships uh, in these countries. Uh, and I think that that's been one of the big problems that people in the U.S. have uh, in, in, the develop, in the commercial world or the established markets uh, have tried to do is they've gone in and tried to introduce Western ways of doing things to people that it doesn't make any sense to. Uh, and so this way, it fits into their culture, and they operate within their culture. And it shows signs of success. Yes. And and that's also why uh, neither Cure nor Oak are... Uh, nonprofit organizations. We we are for profit, not because we want to be greedy, but to show people that by actually making, um, you can make a profit and make a difference at the same time. And it that's reminds me of the uh, the B Corp, the yes. Benel- benevolent corporation. So it, it has some overtones of that. It, it does. Uh, but when you actually start to look at the market and you start to weigh things out, you realize you don't even have to do that. There's, if you do it right, it's a huge market. I mean, the the malaria market is worldwide uh, is something like 3.2 billion people. You know, 3.2 billion people get malaria every they're year. They're in the they're in the in the, the, the region, region where they could yeah. get it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, it's huge. Uh, and so what piece of that market do you need to own before it becomes a pretty profitable business? Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I think that, but everybody, no, nah, I shouldn't say everybody, but certainly a lot of people have a, a trouble seeing that as a viable market, and it really is. It's just a different market. Uh, and you have to play by different rules. But anyways, so we, we are working on this thing, and we, we call it Alliance Partnership, sure. uh, where we we do the bulk manufacturing here in the U.S. They do the, so the quality finishing. control and all of those kinds of things yeah. are handled. And and they do the, the packaging and sales within their country. And it's very similar to the way Coca-Cola and Pepsi-Cola and, and those things are, are developed, you know, where they have the secret sauce that they send and they the bottling and canning is, is done uh, locally. And so it's it's kind of a similar to that. So that's, that's part of the reason. And the other thing that's about the strips, and we're talking about the counterfeiting, uh, strips, we can actually print on a strip. So I can actually print not only uh, what it is, I can put a barcode or a, a QR code. No kidding. Yeah. And, uh, and I think this is there's an advertising opportunity here. <laughs> it is. Sure. Uh, I, I, I'll show you some that we uh, propose to, to do uh, strictly for advertising uh, uh, for people for conventions and stuff like that oh my gosh come come talk to me oh my gosh uh but anyway so you know the the counterfeiting uh issue we can help reduce that we we've got the the dosing uh which is uh good for them too and the opportunity to actually uh profit uh from it and because uh a lot of these sales, when you go into these uh, more remote uh, villages, uh, are done by guys riding on bicycles. Right. That's how Coke figured that out. Yeah, and so then, the, and the other thing that that you that's different in um, in certainly in the African nations and and other places too, is that we we go to Costco and, and buy uh, a bottle of aspirin that has 500 aspirin tablets in it or whatever, you know, and uh, we we take it home. Uh, they don't shop like that. Uh, you know, all their shopping is similar to probably how things existed back in the uh, beginning of our country, you know. Um, it, it, they go in and buy as needed. So if they've got a headache and they want an aspirin, they go into their local store, whatever it is, uh, uh, shop, and uh, they buy an aspirin. 
not not a bottle of aspirin. They buy right. an aspirin, right. uh, and the guy shakes it out and stuff. Uh, <laughs> the the strip uh, can be packaged, and we do package it uh, uh, individually, so it could be much more easily carried around and uh, made available to people. and And they're extremely lightweight. Um, uh, you know, the the typical strip is uh, like. 250 milligrams or something like that so it's pretty small this has been an our time has evaporated and this was <laughs> i um, do that a lot <laughs> well no that, that's the um it just did dissolved like uh, right in my brain like a um, like a strip exactly your, yeah. right. and ed thank you so much uh, how, how do people find you so we we know it's air oak therapeutics.com and then what's the url for cure uh cure pharmaceutical Dot com. So that's, there yeah, you that's go. singular, not pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical. great. And uh, well, thank you very, very much for coming and, and telling us another slice of life story, which is what makes this region so amazing that we don't talk about, we, we don't know about these stories. And so our show is to help, you know, get have people listen to the story, get some inspiration from that, get some information from that as well to see how, you know, this, this idea can grow and burgeon. So best of luck to you. We'd, we're going to be following you now, and, and we'll see if we can't help uh, through the connections we've got in the show to well, get some visibility to you. Equally, thank you for the opportunity to tell our story. I always enjoy doing that. And well, One uh, of the things that we get to do on the show is um, uh, come up with a name for this episode. So one of the as people are looking through their list of episodes and they've got all of these episodes to pick, uh, the name turns out to be extremely important in capturing their, so is there a title you've had on an article or on a blog post or in a trade show that really captured what you do that we could use? Hmm. Uh, Yes, but I'll have to think about it. Okay, <laughs> uh, perfect. That works. I, I've, I've got I, a few I, ideas of myself. So uh, I'm sure yours are better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's the drug guy. You're the I, PR I, guy. I, yeah. I got There you go. I, I just do drugs, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hashtag I just do drugs. So that's it. Uh, so I want to thank you very much for joining us. And I want to thank, again, California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services for sponsoring 805 Conversations, and our podcasting partner, Pull String Press, for this, I love this studio, and Cielo24, who provides the searchable captions for our show. Patrick, how can our listener help us today? Well, uh, besides just writing reviews for us and adding uh, stars and giving us uh, positive feedback uh, through email or online, uh, the next best thing is to go and check out some of our past episodes of 805 Conversations. Uh, one that I want to lay out for you, there's literally dozens online now, is uh, Eric Malzoni. Uh, he's the co-founder of CrossFit Pacific Coast. Really great discussion that he had with you, Mark, and uh, I really enjoyed that episode. And what I want you to do is I want you to take that episode and email it to somebody that you think is important to you or that should hear this conversation because uh, honestly that's the best thing you could do right now is pass this around to all of your friends word of mouth is the best form of advertising for us so uh, you know email your mom she's been waiting to hear from you send her, a, send her a new podcast to listen to she will enjoy the smooth sounds of Mark Sylvester I love it thank you so until next time this is Mark Sylvester your host for 805 Conversations 